0: out there in podcast land, Drew What's and up, Dan everyone? here. We are live on the Drew and Dan Show. Live, thanks for joining us. As always, the show is brought to you by the Breakfast Burrito at Expatriate. Dan, was it just me or did you have one this morning?
1: I may have had one this morning and it may have been just as advertised, which was incredible.
0: Incredible. Um, so yeah, you heard about it here first. We introduced our good friend Chris Nye to the Breakfast Burrito this morning. Uh, you can see the pics of that on Twitter at Drew Martin. That's D-R-U-M-A-R-T-I-N. Uh, Chris,
1: in fact, said it was so good that in his next book, he is dedicating his the next book to the burrito. Yeah. It's not for yeah. Allie. It's not for Zoe. It's yeah. not for Pastor John or Joel or anything. It's for the expatriate breakfast burrito. It's it actually was about that breakfast good. burrito. Yeah. It's very allegorical, and uh, we, we won't get into it.
0: We appreciate them being our number one sponsor of the show.
1: Yeah. Uh, this podcast is also brought to you by um, every dream I had as an eight-year-old boy coming true this past week with uh, the release of Pokemon Go. And, uh, what?
0: Bro, and what, What is Pokemon? Do you even augment reality, bro? <laughs> You've been walking around glued to your phone, doing like weird that Japanese doesn't sound cartoons. Like me, dude. And all I know is there was nothing weird going on in my house until you started dude, pulling out your phone. And now there's everywhere. these weird creatures. And there was like, some in
1: your car, dude, dude. There's
0: these animated monsters crawling on my house. There's know. been a
1: lot of zoo bats in, uh, oh, in the living room. There's been pidgeys in the yourself. bathroom. There's been ratatats in my bedroom. Listen, so you're welcome listen to listen to yourself. Anyways, you guys, we are, uh, we are excited to come back to you with this NBA pod. As you'll notice, um, there's obviously no. Free agency was crazy um, the first couple of days of the month. Really crazy. Really we're we're going to talk about it in a little bit. But uh, these pods are, are kind of slowing down for the summer because there's no games. But we're hoping to come to you guys with at least one a week. Um, there's tons of stuff to talk about. So we don't want to just come on the pod and just start blabbing about whatever. So we're trying to, to think, um, think differently about what we want to talk about. Uh, so for today... In in five minutes, we're gonna get to uh, the East and kind of the East is really interesting. We've been talking about it the last couple days. Um, Who's in? Who's out? Uh, Can anyone challenge the Cavs? We'll get to all that in a second. But first, you guys, you need to know that I, uh, Drew, and I had a little bit of a a little bit of a podcasters argument. Drew wanted to devote an entire another podcast to the Warriors, to um, Kevin Durant going to the Warriors, which I get. It's a big deal. But I had to come to Drew. I said, Drew, this podcast is for the people, man. It's not just for Golden State Warriors fans. It's not just for Kevin Durant fans, Steph Curry fans. And I'm a fan. You know that, Drew. So this isn't saying I hate the Warriors. This is... I don't know what you're saying. This is we got to broaden our horizons. We can't stay in the Warriors camp talking about the Warriors all the time. But... Drew has has something burning that he wants to talk about. So I've told him, in order for us to talk about this, we need to limit it to five minutes. And I actually have a timer with me. I'm going to start the timer. We have five minutes to talk about it.
0: Why Why can't we talk about the Warriors all the time? I mean, cuz this is an NBA pod, dude. This isn't the Warriors I mean, right, right, pod. Right, 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 right. I would never
1: have started this pod with you if you said, it, it, "Hey, a, let's start a Warriors NBA pod." It's an NBA
0: pod, but are they not the most interesting story in the NBA? Are there not
1: 29 other teams Basically, in the NBA?
0: Basically no. <laughs> Basically there's one. There's only one interesting team in the NBA. <laughs> we'll
1: see, dude. They lost they just lost the finals. <laughs> I
0: know. And dude. then they went out and changed the landscape of the game. A lot can change in a season, so, all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, I'm glad so, you brought that up, Roll Tell us what
1: tell us what our 5-minute our hot topics going to be before uh, I start the timer.
0: Yeah, well, we're just going to kind of basically all I hear about after the Kevin Durant news broke and Warriors fans pretty much had a collective swoon. We just passed out mm-hmm. uh, with just sheer just shock and joy. The rest of the NBA fans kind of reacted with a collective just like disgust, almost like that's ridiculous. Uh NBA's dumb, it's stupid. And also just despair. Yeah, despair like hey, I heard people say we're not going to watch Anymore, and uh, I just think that's bogus. And I wanted to come on and just speak to that moment,
1: okay? So I'm going to start the timer. We're gonna riff for five minutes, talk about why you should watch the NBA this year, correct?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, why, why yeah, the NBA will be yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's all just, right. I, it's uh, hit, yeah, hit the timer. Here we go, timer's
1: gone, okay? All so,
0: Dan, it's just ridiculous. Um, you know, it's crazy to me that there's people out there saying they are not interested in watching the NBA this uh-huh. year. I think. Uh, just given all that's happened in free agency I mean the Kevin Durant is obviously the biggest moment Kevin Durant to the Warriors one of the biggest moments in basketball history yes I said it in history it's true in the history of the game um, but honestly, the this season in particular, the entire landscape of the league has changed. Mm-hmm. From year to year, there's little changes here and there. It's like, you know, sometimes like, oh, there's this big move where LeBron shifts from one team to another and then to another team. But like no one else really changes hands. But given the salary cap spike and the TV money and, and, and all that and just kind of contracts coming up at the – it's like this perfect storm of just massive changes. Mm-hmm. And so teams have drastically changed teams have improved and um, it's just such an interesting thing which we're going to talk about more about uh, on this podcast is how teams have changed and it's so interesting but specifically with the Warriors Dan um, it's just uh, like a a 73 win team you know the best regular season team of all time, and they went out and they actually added a top three player in the league. Some might say a top ten player of all time to their roster. Mm-hmm. It's arguable, but some you know you could say that. Um, and it's just a huge change. So you took a team that already had Steph, Clay, Dre, three of the say, call them three of the top twelve, 12 players 12 in the to NBA, 15, yeah. and then you added a top three player to that team. Um, but, and so, and then that led to that that outcry of they're too good, but you know, the bottom line is, is, is this Dan. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch the Warriors this year to see what kind of system they're going to have to change their whole system, Mm -hmm. their entire offensive system that has brought them success over the last three years. Um, they're going to have to completely change because they emptied the bench, you know, the matchups changed. The defensive foundation of Bogut, as that rim protector, is gone, mm-hmm. and uh, that whole second unit is basically decimated.
1: It is, and it's not. They so come so if their starting five right now is Zaza, uh, Draymond, KD, Clay, and Steph, yep. which is just let's think about that for a moment. It's That's silly, insane. But so then off the bench, they still. I, I sort of disagree with you that they got they they lost a lot of key players, but their bench right now is Iguodala. Livingston, David West, David Kendr- West is older than me. Kendrick Perkins older than me. McAdoo. That's five more players who, who given, a non factor. I, I know that they're old, but if they're playing ten minutes a game, they could that's fine. That's all you need. Uh, you need you see, need guys for ten minutes a game. Knowing that's that's what not doing.
0: true. The Warriors, uh, the Warriors have needed guys like this entire second unit to play significant minutes, um, taking off the entire fourth quarter. Here's the bottom line, Dan. Uh, you can't just give the title to the Warriors this year outright. Uh, because everyone kind of gave them the title last year before they played the games, mm-hmm. and they actually went out and didn't win the title. Why? Because health matters. Health is a big deal. They uh-huh. rolled in the playoffs. They looked like it was just going to be a cakewalk to a title, but then health like issues cropped up, changed the matchups, took guys out of the lineup, and it changed the way they played. Mm-hmm. And they didn't win a title. So you got to be healthy to win. Um, and they still got to play the games, and they got to be healthy. Steph has bad ankles. Durant has a weird foot thing going on. These things could flare up and change. You think, oh, well, if Durant sits down, you still got your big three, but it's not the same, you know, because you got to change your system, and your matchups and rotations are different. Uh, we're, we're talking about the NBA, right? We're talking about legit teams out there. This isn't like the original dream team from the first Olympic squad that was like Magic Michael, Larry Bird, you know, Chris Mullen, just a freak show, that like group that went out and, and just mowed these little countries down by a hundred you know points at a time mm-hmm. you know they're blowing out teams by seventy five to hundred this is the Warriors and they're playing against the Spurs you know they're playing against the Cavs they're playing against the Clippers these are legitimate NBA teams with NBA superstars so you got to be healthy or you're gonna take it on the chin yep. um, you know and also honestly uh, defensively at the rim I don't think they got better I think the Warriors are worse protecting the rim right now. Yeah. Zaza. So things changed though, right? Yeah. Bogut was a non-factor on offense, but he was a great rim protector. Zaza, he's not a great rim protector. He's okay. Uh, but Good he, offensive he, rebounder. He, yeah, he's a, he's a great rebounder, and he's a factor on offense, or he has to be. So he, they're going to stretch defense a little bit for the other teams, but defensively, I don't think they're better.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so Drew, to wrap this up, we got 15, 10 seconds left. Yeah. Let's say I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan. Yeah. A great team. Why... Why do I even bother watching the NBA this season?
0: Uh, Dude,
1: because... There's a timer, but I'll let you finish it. All
0: right. Uh, You can take my thoughts off the air. Um, There's a bullseye on the Warriors. Um, Everyone came out to hate last year. Everyone, we need a villain. The NBA needs a villain. The Uh Warriors are that villain. Uh, They're ready to be that villain. There's a bullseye on their back. Everyone wants to see them crash and burn and not succeed. And I think you should be watching because, you know, uh, everyone wants to root against the bad guy. Okay. Let's do it. I like it.
1: And, and to also add on to that, I know we're going over five minutes now, but why would you not want to watch, like, four of the best 12 players in the league play on the same team? Yes. I, I don't get that. Like,
0: Suit it up and see if they can figure it out. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyways,
1: all right. That was good. Drew, you did great. Thanks for thanks for sticking to the time limit. I, for one, will be closely watching the NBA this season. I love it. As a basketball fan, you just got to – There's so many narratives in the East. You got Cleveland coming off their first title win ever. Yeah. LeBron is just doing things. Yeah.
0: Is he slowing down? I don't think so, dude. He
1: it's, It's been amazing to watch him actually. If you look at this last season, his shooting percentages were way down, but he was still dominant. He's a guy who can just change his game so well. Um so speaking of the Cavs, speaking of LeBron, we want to, for the rest of this podcast, we want to look east. You and I had a had a conversation yesterday uh, on the way to dinner about kind of this east versus west thing. And I mentioned that the west is still vastly superior to the east. And you pushed back a little bit.
0: I just think things changed. So last year, it was not even close. The east was horrific. Mm-hmm. The west was dominant. And then look who came out and won the title. It was the East. It was crazy. But this year, things have changed so much. Going back to that idea of the changing landscape, Um, you know, the West had a very good team, you know, at a great player. Mm -hmm. You know, are they better? We'll have to wait and see. They should be better, but they still got to go out and play the games and figure it out, right? Talk about the Warriors again. But... In doing so, the Thunder, who were a championship-caliber team in the West, dropped out of the picture. Yeah. You know, they're still a mid-range playoff team. They'll
1: still be really interesting they're to interesting. watch.
0: They're interesting. I'm really excited to watch the Thunder because Russ is going to come out firing. And
1: Russ and Oladipo in the backcourt its going to be pretty awesome.
0: Oladipo at the wing. Steven Adams is a great post. And, you know, I don't know if Anyways. they ended up signing waiters. But, but uh, yeah, so the Thunder, they're in the picture, but they're out of the championship talk. Yeah, maybe playoffs. May, yeah, playoff-level team, I think. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, going back to the East, so the West actually lost a top-tier team. Yeah, The Clippers got to be healthy to be a top-tier team. The Spurs are going to be in the conversation for sure. But looking at the East, there was such a dramatic change in all of these squads and all of these rosters. The Celtics were actually a rising team last year. I,
1: I love the Celtics. And they added
0: a lottery pick in Jalen Brown, who's ha- who had a nice summer league game. If he mm-hmm. can stay healthy, he's, you know, again, we talked before – he lists him at 6'6". Six, six. I think that's with his giant hair. I don't think he's 6'6". Six, six. I think he's a tweener and he plays in the post. But if he can start knocking down the outside shot, he's going to be a good player in the NBA if he can figure yeah, out that yeah. three ball. But Al Horford as the, at center makes the Celtics so intriguing.
1: Yeah, so here, here's my question. So we... um, I, I still think that the... So the top tiers in each conference in, in the West... It's Golden State, it's San Antonio, and it's the Clippers if they're healthy, the right? The Clippers
0: if they're healthy, yeah.
1: Yeah, so there's three. Like you said, last year there was four with the Thunder in there. With the Thunder, actually, many would have put them number one in that tier. And in the East, we have this top tier where it's Cleveland, and then everyone else in the East is essentially one big kind of – like like teams two through ten.
0: Not everyone, but I, I would say – Well,
1: that's my question yeah. is – Is there a kind of changing of the guard in the East? One, do you, Drew, think that anyone in the East, um, let's say healthy, everyone's healthy. Yeah. Is there anyone in the East that can uh, give Cleveland a run for their money, keeping in mind that Cleveland in this scenario would be healthy too? Or do you think there's another like middle tier that's being created that has kind of separated itself from the rest? Or is it similar to last year, only more interesting?
0: You know, uh, that's that's actually a really good question. I wasn't really comparing the East to the East. I was more thinking in my mind like East to West. I think the parity is much closer this year Mm -hmm. because. um, But going, I can see that comparing the East to itself. Yeah, I um, I think Boston can can hang with. Um, could hang with Cleveland. Yeah. I really do. And then, there, but here's the problem. The games have, the teams have changed. The rosters have changed. Chemistry has changed. Systems are going to have to change. So there's actually a lot of question marks, mm-hmm. which, you know, we're waiting to see. Can New York stay, like you mentioned, if they're all healthy. If New York is healthy, that's a formidable squad. I... <laughs>
1: I love the New York squad that they got put together. I feel
0: like people are assuming New York won't be healthy. That's why we don't hear a lot about mm-hmm. them. But if that squad is healthy, don't you think like they can hang with Cleveland? Yeah, so a healthy Derrick Rose?
1: Their their projected starting five would be what? Derrick Rose, Courtney Lee at the two, uh, Mello at the three?
0: Yeah, three, four.
1: Porzingis at the four. Joakim at the five. That's pretty dope. And then they have Brandon Jennings off the bench. They have, uh, my dude, my dude, Sasha, (laughs) Derek Williams. He's scrappy. Yeah. Um, Dude, they don't. I don't hate that squad, man. No, no they, uh, well,
0: they can put up points, and honestly, if Derek, if Derek Rose is healthy, he's a formidable player. You know, yeah, in, on any squad, especially if he has a chip on his shoulder, uh, coming into this game. And yeah.
1: what's what's interesting to me about this team is these are all kind of guys who, except for Porzingis, like sort of have a chip on their shoulder for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Uh, mostly, we see this theme, especially in in Noah and in Rose. Uh, injuries have sidelined them and people have long said that they've peaked like a long time ago. I listened to a podcast yesterday that said Joaquin peaked like in 2011 and Derek Rose has never been the same. You know that those guys are listening to that stuff being said about them. You know that they're, um, I I feel like sometimes it takes a change of scenery to Mm kind of reignite that, that passion, that spark. So I'll be, I, uh, I'll be interested to see what they do. Do you think they're a playoff team?
0: Oh, okay. if, they're healthy. I think they can they can okay. take down anyone um, in that in that league. But people are just assuming Derek Rose is gonna gonna do Derek Rose things. It's just really Which, unfortunate. Sadly, right? I mean it's yeah. almost like a Brandon Roy situation. Yeah. Like everyone wants wants him to do well, but he really can't. So so
1: really quick, Drew, before we dive into another team, uh, who if you had to pick right now based on rosters, obviously this is super speculative because no games have been played yet. But who? do you think are the playoff teams in the East?
0: Uh,
1: obviously Cleveland.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Cleveland, Boston, um, I'm going to go with New York. Um, I'm going to go with, oh, see, man, there's so many question marks. Cause like, i you know, we haven't taken a deep dive in Chicago yet. I mean, obviously Indiana is going to be in the picture. Um, Charlotte? No no. Well okay. only because the East is bad and they and they take what eight <laughs> eight teams. What
1: about what about Atlanta?
0: Are they out this year? They're an interesting team.
1: They lost Horford. They lost Teague. They gained freaking Dwight Howard. Yeah,
0: that's they're an interesting team. Uh, I think again because it's the East and they take eight squads. I think you got to throw kind of Atlanta in that picture. Toronto is going to be hanging around. Is
1: Miami in or are they out?
0: Miami's out. They got to be out. Is
1: Detroit in or are they out?
0: They got to be in.
1: Is Chicago in or are they out?
0: Let's talk about it. All
1: right, let's go to Chicago.
0: Okay, Chicago, first of all, what is even going on with this team? This is equal parts, like,
1: awesome and equal parts. To me, equal parts awesome and equal parts, this team is either going to come in last place and literally (laughs) they'll all kill each other or they'll be a really intriguing like middle of the pack playoff team
0: so i mean let, let's let's just like talk i mean obviously uh this team went out uh let let d rose go let added, him go traded add, him in traded fact him. they got they have uh so they said everyone thought they're going to jimmy butler's going to be the future there then all of a sudden they add rondo to the to the mix and then they went out and add Dwayne wade to the mix
1: so so the issue if you don't follow basketball very close first of all i don't know why you're listening to this so i don't know why i said that <laughs> but so they added essentially two guys who have very similar skill sets and and just floor spacing as their star Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade's coming in he's an alpha dog he has long been hailed as like one of the best until the last 2 years or so one of the best like five players in the league he's not going to he's not going to be a guy that just sits back and lets Jimmy do his thing do you think dude like i don't think it'll be on a kobe level but Dwayne Wade loves the ISO, man. He loves yeah. the mid range. Uh
0: and Dwayne Wade's still good. He can still play. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a shooting guard. Butler's a shooting guard. They can sort of be primary ball handlers if they have to. Rondo really is known as a primary ball handler. Um, so but he's such a head case and he's so crazy. Dude. It's like he's lit I know he's your dude, but he's literally like it's so hard to judge, like, can this team get it together? Then their posts are like Average, right? I mean, Mirtich is like that Mirtich bruiser. Okay. McDermott,
1: uh, they got Robin Lopez. He, average, very Taj, average. Taj Gibson, very uh, average. I loved these two guys last year, and I am hoping they'll make a jump this year. They might not. Bobby Portis and Tony Snell put in a, put in some time last year. Uh, Portis has a really nice post game, physical, long, lanky dude. Um, but, but yeah, dude. The question, it's just such a strange collection of guys that they've got, especially the direction that the NBA's going, which yeah. is like this outside in kind of game. Start right. with threes. Butler and Rondo and Wade, they, they all shoot they just shot under like three twenty five from the three last year. Yeah. Like horrible.
0: Yeah, and and I think of the three, Wade's probably the the best three point shooter as far as inside out, catch and shoot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the volume of shots versus the percentage is mm-hmm. not great.
1: They Butler and Wade have to in order for an offense with them and with Ronda to work, they have to work their butts off on off the ball offense, man. Yeah. Getting themselves up. And Ronda will find them, but we'll see. I also think – I'm going to make a bold prediction. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me with it. Fred Hoiberg is going to get fired this season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're just, how many coaches can the Bulls go through? Did Before they realize they're not – it's more about the players. This
1: is their second coach in like six years. Anyways – uh. Chicago. Talk to me a little bit about Indiana. We we've both been fascinated by this team. Um, I want to hear your thoughts because I, I think this is a team that they they made some interesting moves. Yeah. And we'll this could I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're gonna make the playoffs regardless. I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow snuck into the two seed.
0: Yeah, so it's I mean it's really interesting you say that, Dan. I mean they would have to leak frog. Boston, to stick, to stick that two seed. with um, that
1: Indiana squad, though,
0: I, I see it happening. We, we, so we've been talking about them, like you mentioned, because prior to Dur- Durant coming to the Warriors, they seemed like they were the winners of free agency, right? The like, Pacers? Yeah. I mean, early Whoa. on, when people were making moves...
1: Yeah, they... We'll finish your thought.
0: Yeah, so early on, people were making moves. Um, all of a sudden, they you know they added some really. So Paul George is one healthy; he's an elite level player. I That's think. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, and then they threw a great guard in Jeff Teague. I think Jeff Teague is a very good point guard. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see Atlanta really come unglued without him because I don't know if Schroeder and Bazemore can get it done, but. Nah. Um. You know, that's just a great addition to that squad. Plus, you know, they got some good young players. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting just to see what yeah, they can do. I like this
1: squad, man. So they, they got Jeff Teague in a trade. Uh, they signed Thaddeus Young, who yeah. was awesome on that Nets team. Yep. They signed Al Jefferson, who's old, but he's a great rim protector. Uh, they also. Who else am I not? Oh, they retained, it's his second year, Miles Turner, dude. He yeah. had a great season mm-hmm. last year. So I like this Indiana team. Uh, let's talk really quick about, um, who should we talk about? Let's talk about the Magic. Okay. I'm super intrigued by the magic, dude.
0: You like the magic um, because, okay, let's be honest. Bismack is an underrated free agent prize. I was surprised more people weren't going hard after Bismack because Bismack is the kind of center who I think changes games. Serious rim protection. Yeah. Great athlete, young player, uh, down in Orlando, is going to lead to some really interesting things down there. Great uh, kind of post uh, combination they got going on. I don't know if the Magic guards, you know, Jeff Green's going to be a good, you know, at the three four. But tell me about the Magic backcourt. I don't, I don't, I don't really see it, see it rolling.
1: <sighs> um, we got. Why can't I think? Well, Augustine is whatever. DJ Augustine's
0: been around. He is what he is. He's not getting any better. Uh,
1: Jody Meeks is getting old. I hated him when he was on the Lakers. <laughs> uh, one of the few actual players that has been on a Lakers team that I've hated while he's been on the Lakers. Yeah. Alfred Payton, I love, dude. He uh, If he could work on his shooting a little bit, yeah. he'll be great. Uh,
0: and, and Fournier can, can shoot the rock. Fournier can really shoot yeah. it. Uh.
1: Hazonia is dope. He's super cocky, but (laughs) I love it.
0: And then the big addition of it is obviously Surge, right? Yeah, So. so
1: the Magic are interesting because... They have two, maybe two of the five best rim protectors in the game on the same team. Am I right in saying that? I
0: I agree. And Serge can put the ball in the hoop a little bit.
1: Serge can put it in the hoop. Bismack not so much. But then they have Vucevic, who is a great offensive center.
0: Vucevic is yeah okay. So really, really great front court. Yeah, shaky back court, my opinion.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. I I don't know what they're thinking. If they're gonna, if they got their squad, that they also.
0: They is, need a better guard.
1: Is there Coach Vogel? Um,
0: I, I, I think yeah, they hired yeah, Frank yeah, yeah, Vogel, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, Vogel's coaching I freaking
1: down there. love Vogel. Uh, anyways, they
0: gotta add a guard. They have to add a. They guard. They have
1: to add a guard. I don't know who else they can sign right now, but uh, yeah,
0: they got some money. They got some money tied up in Bismack, but you know that's about yeah. it. Jeff Green's getting paid. Um, I feel like they could get somebody down there. Okay, so they should have so, maxed out Vadova.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> so the teams we're leaving out of the playoff race are Sixers, obviously. Nets obviously. Orlando we're leaving out for now even though they're interesting. Uh, we're saying Miami's not making it.
0: Dude, if Orlando can add a guard, a good guard, they're going to be yeah. solid. Yeah, Miami, I don't We're
1: saying Washington nah.
0: No, I lo- oh, gosh, how could Washington be Washington every year when, you know, they're they're really going to waste that that backcourt of, of yeah. Beal and Wall? Really? Let me
1: let me ask you, what do you think of the Bucks? <laughs> I know you hate Delhi, but put that aside for a well, second. Well, here's
0: my problem. Like, I don't know a ton about the Bucks. You know, I always love Jabari Parker, but a, an ownership, you know, uh, that it decides we think forty million into mm-hmm. Delavadova is a good call. Like, excuse me, I don't get that at all. Like, why would you do that? I'd rather bring up a D leaguer than pay forty million to Delavadova. It's that you get the same output, right? Yeah but here, what, what is that decision
1: here's the squad they're rolling out dude so delhi obviously whatever michael carter williams uh kind of up in the air on that guy he he, he shows he's flashes one, of greatness Yeah, yeah um, i think
0: he's one of those guys that is going to get better and better because you know he's been all everything since he was 14 and he just you know everything that he's got has been given to him too young and he's earning it they have you, know, you love the freak Dude, the Greek freak is. Mark my words.
1: Remember, if you're listening to this podcast, write down what I'm about to say. In three years, he will be one of the best five players in the league. Yeah. The dude is insane. He is so good.
0: Yeah, he's on that trajectory. You know, he
1: is so he he's like a longer version of Russell Westbrook, and a better shooter.
0: Dan, scrolling through this roster, I gotta I gotta say uh, there is a lot of potential here.
1: Greg Monroe, my Greg, dude. Gr- my Greg dude, Monroe
0: f- is a great center. My dude's on. Don't don't you think great, we got to call Greg Monroe a top five center in the league?
1: Yeah, he fell off a little bit last year, but I'm I'm there with you. He's yeah. great.
0: When yeah, when healthy, he's a top five center in the league. Uh, what
1: about the dude Thon Maker? Thon
0: is a just a massive, massive, hilarious body, dude. Um, he
1: I watched a little of his summer league game the other day. He owned. Uh, <laughs> so Bucks, I don't know if this is the year they hop into the playoff, and if they do, they're they're a first round out. So at that point, it's like not worth it. Uh, but who's the other team that I was thinking of? So where, where do we think Detroit falls into all this? They have an amazing coach. They have an interesting roster.
0: You know, they're, I don't know that they're that different than, you know, some of these, some of these other squads that we're talking about. Um, yeah. Andre Drummond, he's probably another top 5 center or is a top 3 center? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean Drummond's Can't. Drummond's unbelievable. Reggie Jackson's good, very good. I you know, I don't want to sell him short. Uh I think it's kind of a drop off after that on their on their lineup. That, you know. Yeah. Uh if your next best player after that group is Ish Smith, you got a problem. Yeah. Caldwell Pope has you know flashes of being a solid player. They're a great defender. Um, but yeah, you need more than Drummond and Jackson to get it done.
1: Okay, let's end, let's finish full circle. We started talking about Boston. Let's get into them real quick before we uh before we sign off here. I I have always been super intrigued by this Boston team just because they've essentially all they've done the last four years is like acquire assets, mm-hmm. and they hired a great. Is Brad Stevens one of the best five coaches in the league? Yes, easily. Uh, they have they have great defenders. Avery Bradley, one of the best perimeter defenders in the game, best one on one defenders. Jay Crowder, amazing. Uh, and then they they just I almost said they just hired, but they just signed Al Horford, who besides LeBron, besides KD, was probably the best free agent in this summer's free agency, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: He's an elite rim defender, great offensive player. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's enough to... Well, and then it's they're
0: so, guards. Let's talk guards. Isaiah Thomas is... Yeah. Uh, dare we say Isaiah Thomas is the second best guard in the East? No. Okay, let's talk about it. We got Kyrie. Kyrie Irving, John Wall. Okay, well, yeah, I don't... Third
1: best guy. Uh, Reggie Jackson's better. Mm,
0: as, you know, it's, it's kind, of a, kind of a push for me there. Are you
1: talking one or two or both?
0: Uh, for what he brings to that team, right? Because Marcus Smart can yeah, bring yeah. the ball up too, and Isaiah likes to just get buckets. As a, as a scoring option for a guy who is a second round draft pick out of the University of Washington, I think Isaiah Thomas is a really, really great player. Um, and I think um, the postseason showed that Kyrie took his game up to a whole yeah. other level. And I think it showed that um, Kyle Lowry took his game back a step. I
1: think Lowry's still better.
0: Dude, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's struggling. Maybe I just- got
1: another. Just now, just now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to make another crazy statement. Best one guard in the East. You ready for who I'm about to say? Kemba Walker.
0: Dude, I love Kemba.
1: Dude is insane. He yeah, had a you're crazy right. There's these there's squads. There's
0: these squads that are so off my radar. Yeah, uh, that I don't even really think about it. But Kemba gets buckets, and he is hard to guard. Anyways, uh, and you know, yeah, the Wizards are so off my radar. Yeah, but yeah John Wall's on, unreal.
1: Dude, what's interesting about Boston to me is they have. So they've been getting all these assets. They they have tons and tons of picks. Uh, Jalen Brown be interesting. Uh, they saw Marcus Smart, who is a great defender. Um, they haven't really changed their squad at all. They didn't people were thinking that they make, make make they might make a big trade for like Jimmy Butler or DeMarcus Cousins. So they essentially had a team of either cast-offs or, or just assets, uh, free agent signings over the years, and they've added Al Horford into this. They people have long said that this Boston team, in order for them to be great, they need like a superstar or a scorer. I don't know if that's Al Horford, but they've certainly they were a great team last year and they got better. And they got better, so it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, I uh, I like this team a lot. I think they got better. Uh, I don't know if they handled their draft assets very well. Yeah, Uh, people were expecting really big things out of Boston, and what they got was basically Jalen Brown and maybe that wasn't the right pick for them, Yeah, but maybe he was, you know, uh, it feels like, you know, they have the posts, they have the guards, maybe that kind of wing position is what they needed. Mm -hmm. So,
1: so I think uh, to wrap this all up, Cleveland is still in the top tier. They're in a tier by themselves. And then I I'd say, I I would say that a middle tier has kind of been created and I would put Boston, Indiana and Toronto in there. Would you?
0: I would uh yeah uh, would you well, Toronto got worse right
1: barely though
0: barely yeah well yeah okay but losing a serious room protector like that is gonna hurt yeah um so but but I do agree in general but here's what's interesting to me uh in the West you know you have your Golden State San Antonio and LA asterisk one healthy mm-hmm But after that, I think that second tier East we're talking about can hang with every other Western team.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, the West is essentially just two tiers. Yeah. And so I think the second tier in the East is better than the second tier in the West. Yeah. Is that what we're saying?
0: I'm saying it's at least equal.
1: Because right now, Portland fans, hold on to your hats. Right now, Portland very well may be the fourth best team in the West.
0: Yeah, barring we don't know much of what Utah will put together, uh, yeah but yeah right now not knowing what Utah's gonna do they look like they're the fourth and assuming Dallas just yeah. is Dallas but for the
1: sake of argument right yeah. now right under the fourth Portland loses to all of those three teams in the east in a series that I just said
0: <laughs> right <laughs> probably except
1: for maybe Indiana right to- I don't know. Anyways.
0: Dude yeah. But then again, you know, we're always looking to see Ken Damien keep taking up his career yeah. each season. I feel like Damien's been getting better. Yep, he's if done he, so. If he does that again and if CJ just is as good as he was last year, that's a pretty good backcourt.
1: Yeah. Uh anyways, guys, again, we don't know if you're still listening, but if you are, thanks for listening. Uh it's been we don't really dive into the East that often, so it was kind of fun. I got excited for the season just like Frick! I forgot these guys were on this team and thinking about that New York squad. I'm super intrigued by Chicago, mostly because I love Rondo. And what's I, gonna I think happen it could,
0: with that Chicago experiment? I think it could so be a disaster. Uh dude. Yeah, if New York is healthy, that's a, just an amazing squad. Mm-hmm.
1: And if it was 2011, that what, squad would destroy.
0: What everyone. if Orlando adds a guard? Is that even a possibility? We'll see who's out there I, we'll I, see I mean that, that could be crazy
1: so you guys um, we'll be back this week with a fire bachelorette pod uh, it's we'll about be,
0: time it's been too long I
1: know uh, John Woolley, please be on the pod and uh, in another week or so we'll roll out another NBA pod maybe focus on the west this time we might have a special guest maybe not uh, but yeah you guys thanks for listening who's listening tweet us at Daryl Tree at Daryl I dare you. Thanks guys. Bye. Ain't no person if I want it.